Our gospel today comes from the book of James, chapter 2, verse, starting at verse 14. It's up on the screen behind you. I can't read it, so I apologize. I'm reading it off my phone. So, What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, Go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, You have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. You foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he, for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together, and his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness, and he was called God's friend. You see that a person is considered righteous by what they do, and not by faith alone. In the same way, was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction? As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I don't know how, uh, how many of you have read a lot of the book of James. Um, it's one, it was in one of our uh, soap studies. I got into it a little bit more, and I really like James. He seems to have things pretty well figured out. Um, he has obviously he's concerned for the poor, and what he also talks about is doing uh, doing what he can with what God has provided us first, with our first fruits. Um, he's not about just believing in God, he's about actually doing, and it's definitely uh, is good. Patience and endurance, he talks about patience and endurance in times of trial. Is every, has everybody here, has your life been absolutely perfect? Never had any trials or tribulations, anything like that. I don't think there's anybody in the congregation, if you are, I want to I want to talk to you later and see how you did this because it'd be amazing. Everybody's going to have trials and tribulations in their life, and he talks about being patient and enduring it. Probably one of the biggest things that I get out of James in the, describing him is he talks about the unity in the community of Christ followers. Unity is oneness. The unity in the community of Christ followers. We are a community of Christ followers. We are one. So how do we, how do, we do that? We, uh, how do we, there we go. We start off with, we talked about connecting the dots and in Jess's message. Uh, start with our mission statement as a church. Now, if you see it when you come walking in, uh, first step is to know God. So what does, what does knowing God mean? How, do you, how does one know God? Uh, it is, knowing God is more of a singular action. 
how do you get to know God more? Uh, obviously, reading the Bible, um, attending worship. Thank you for being here on a rainy day. I appreciate that. And prayer. Prayer is another way that, you know, you, we like to pray together, but it's also setting the time every day, setting it aside to be one with God, to pray yourself, setting aside whether it be in the first thing in the morning, last thing at night, whatever it may be, just finding that time to be with God in yourself. Um, reading the Bible, we're going to go back to that. Kind of intimidating book, isn't it? It's, you know, I'm, I'm kind of one of those paperback ones, you know, maybe a magazine. I can read short little articles, but boy, this thing is big. So it gets a little bit intimidating. One of the easiest ways to get into that is right in front of you in the Bibles there's a little thing in there, a little bookmark if you want to pull that out if there's, hold that up it's the SOAP reading what does SOAP stand for? the S in SOAP is scripture it gets you involved in the scripture, you actually can read that you read that the O is the observation you take a look at that and you ask yourself and what is going on in this in this scripture the a is application how does that apply in your life how does it apply today how does it apply tomorrow how does it apply in the past it's very very easy way to actually reading reading something but not actually doing anything about it is just kind of a waste of time so the p is prayer. Once you've decided or interpreted what is actually going on and how you've applied it in your life, then you need to pray about it and pray about how that can affect you in the future and what, what you may be called to do. Knowing God is not a one and done. So knowing God by, by itself is just not, a, not the only thing that you need to do. So with that, we're growing together. Does anyone know how to grow together? Anybody have any idea how we grow together? I believe the words are connect, connect, connect. I think you, you maybe have heard that a little bit, you know, in this, in this congregation, the, the word connect. Um, in your bulletin, there should have been the, the tab here that has all the different connect groups. Now, I'm very confident that there are additional connect groups that are not listed on here. In fact, on Wednesday night, I uh, challenged the men because I'd heard some grumblings about uh, needing a men's ministry, a men's worship on Wednesday night, a men's Bible study. It started on Wednesday night because I called people out. <laughs> they raised their hands saying that they were interested in a men's Bible study on Wednesday night. And by the time people were leaving that night, we had a men's Bible study organized. So there's always, if you don't see it, you know, there's, there's probably a, you know, a Vikings victory group that could be, you know, together. And I see some crazy Steeler jerseys in the back. I, you know, they have their own support group, I guess. It's whatever, whatever, but... There's, there's definite opportunities for other groups to be formed, and it's, uh, if you feel a calling that, uh, that there's something that you would like to share in ministry, share in community with other people, that is, that is exactly what we're looking for. The kids already have it. Uh, 
There's already Kids Connect, there's Student Connect, there's Youth Connect. The kids already have all these groups, and it's for the, for the adults here that we really want to have that, that community as well. One of the other great things of growing together, um, if you've been here for our Lenten services in the past years, where it's people from the, from the church that'll come up here and sit down, and they will share their faith story. You want to talk about getting to know somebody more. You know, you, you see somebody and you think, oh, they're just perfect. They come to church every Sunday and everything is absolutely perfect. But when they share, they open up that, their life struggles, what they've went through. What an amazing, what an amazing way to grow together and how you can support them and thank them and appreciate them and understand them a little bit better. Being intentional about introducing yourself. You see the, uh, the, the young men that we're greeting today saying good morning and stuff like that. that is, that's fabulous. We want that. We love that excitement. Try and introduce yourself. I know that you know, if you're sitting here right now and you scan over the, the people sitting in the chairs next to you, and if you know everybody around you, you are amazing. I don't know everybody here. So being intentional about introducing yourself and welcoming people, that is, that is how we grow together. And now that's, that's two of the groups. We're knowing God, growing together. And now for my favorite, and soon to be yours, reaching out. As the uh, Director of Outreach for Living Waters, uh, this is one of the things that I really love, to not just, not just contain our faith and our service, within the church walls. We love to be out. And we're part of a, this is part of the, uh, the ministry series of uh, for Fargo-Moorhead. And we're talking about what we can do in the community. Notice I said what we can do. That's how we grow together. It's a we. It is not what can you do or what can I do. It is a we. That is how we grow together as the, in the community of Christ. One of the, Brian, I'm just going to call you out right here. You're sitting in front. How long would it take you to pick up all these chairs and put them away? Quite a while. Quite a while. So now, if everybody else in the church grabbed a couple of chairs and put them away, that's, that's how we, we do it. It'd go much faster. That's what we talk about. You know, the, the hands of many will make, you know, short work of anything. That's why the more people that we have reaching out together is the, the more that we can actually do. Um, reaching out develops from growing together. So it's all, it's all together that you, you grow together, you understand people, you're going to work with somebody else and that is definitely going to, to show the growth. Some of the ways that we have uh, reached out and some of the ways that we will be reaching out, uh, serving at the Great Plains Food Bank, Ronald McDonald House Charities, the uh, New Life Center, the Fargo Marathon. I know that there's a lot of you who have helped out with the Fargo Marathon. Great way to... Uh, we're living waters. We hand out water. I mean, it's in our name. we got to do that, so... And see, Churches United, 
for the homeless. We're actually going to be doing that with the uh, Student Connect group here coming up. Um, goes back to all of this, goes back to the scripture today, uh, James 2, verse 18. Show me your faith without deed, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. Now, one of the, uh, one of the events that we took part in in 2013, it was the Homeless and Hungry, and some of you may have had youth that took part of that. And on the front of this shirt, it says, Don't tell me about your God with your words. Show me about your God with your actions. That is one of my, this is one of my favorite t-shirts. And my wife keeps telling me that I need to get rid of some clothes. It's vintage. Well, it's not quite vintage yet, but it will be someday because it's only four years old. But, so I'm going to keep, on, keep holding on to this. Deeds are a way to better know God. There's no better feeling when you get done with a, uh, a service project and how you've, how you've helped others. You can feel God coming down as his presence is there. So now our circle is complete. And Pastor Bob had uh, talked about this. A circle is stronger than a line. It's a quote by Andy Stanley. So you've got that line. Well, there's always flexibility and stuff like that, and there's, you can break through that line. That line can snap. But you have that circle. You have a tight woven circle. And repetition of the circle. You don't quit knowing God. You don't quit uh, growing together. You don't quit reaching out. That repetition, you make that, you keep doing that circle. It should never stop. As many of you uh, may know that... Uh, I've worked for Sherwin-Williams for 25-plus years, so I see this color wheel quite often. Now, when I, after last week's message from uh, Pastor Sue, I went back to work and I saw this at work. I thought, wow, Pastor Sue is talking about getting to know all of our neighbors. So, and I saw this circle and I thought, which one of these is homeless? Which one of these uh, colors in there is an addict? Which one of these just got released from prison? Which one of these colors is hurting? You can't tell. You can't tell. Which one of these is depressed? You, you just can't tell. We're all in God's circle of life together. So this is Christ's circle, and it's we're all in it together. We are all neighbors, and it's how we work with our neighbors and treat our neighbors. I have one uh, additional slide here that is, is kind of funny. It, it kind of reminds me that that picture in the upper left reminds me of the, uh, the preschool teacher holding up the sign with all the preschoolers running at it, <laughs> trying to direct traffic a little bit. And then you got the little one there that doesn't quite have the wings fully developed, but ready to fly. So it's a story that I that I uh, came upon from uh, Tony Campello, and the story is told of a town where the residents are ducks. Every Sunday, the ducks the ducks waddle out of their houses and waddle down Main Street to their church. They waddle into the sanctuary and squat in their proper pews. The duck choir waddles in and takes its place. And then the duck minister comes forward and opens the duck Bible. 
he reads to them, Ducks, God has given you wings. With wings you can fly. With wings you can mount up and soar like eagles. No walls can confine you. No fences can hold you. You have wings. God has given you wings and you can fly like birds. And all the ducks shouted, Amen! And then they waddle home. We can't be like ducks. We can't be like these ducks. God's given us the wings. You look at that little duck there, that little one on the left. Doesn't have feathers ready to ready developed yet, but they're ready to fly. He's ready to fly. And that's like the, our youth in this congregation, they are ready to fly. And we can't hold them back and we can't hold ourselves back. So would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for bringing us here on this this wonderfully rainy, dreary day. But you brought us here for a reason. You brought us here to become uh, stronger in the unity of the community of your Son, Jesus Christ. In your name we pray. Amen.